Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. The world has turned and dormice have been left behind. They may be too fragile to survive in the industrialized world, but for now, they remain an icon of indolence. Catherine May, from the book Wintering. I think it's important to have an honest evaluation of where we are at the end of the year in order to set ourselves up for success going forward. In furtherance of this, I generally do a lot of reading at this time on doing better. I recently read a description of a dormouse and how it hibernated for a long time during the fall and winter months. A ball of fur about the size of a walnut, it is round and compact, feet tucked in, tail completing the self-containment. The dormouse prepares a place for this long period of inactivity, making sure to create a tidy nest as well as eating enough to double its body weight. Afterwards, it rolls into a ball and withdraws from life for many months. Aside from a couple of brief check-ins on its nest in fat storage, it never moves a muscle. Thus, in my opinion, icon of indolence is the perfect description for this animal. I sometimes wonder if that might also apply to me as well. I have what I consider a cozy little condo, not a nest exactly, but a place that encourages me to relax and lounge. I'm retired, but still have a wide range of activities to occupy me, although sometimes I find myself blowing them off entirely. I am known to spend days alone in my little home, cats purring because of my presence. Well, at least I think that's the reason. I don't need a lot to keep me engaged, as I seem inclined these days to find ways to do less at a slower pace. Is this indolence? I think not. Just the act of doing anything precludes being indolent, which is defined as idle, lazy. I will say I've become close friends with those two definitions since I retired, though, welcoming them into my lexicon and holding them close to my chest as I would dear friends. Winter months find me alone more, reading more, enjoying my lack of a to-do list. Sometimes I feel like the weather's trying to tell me something, too, like letting me know it's time to get down and do nothing. Some days, especially rainy ones, might find me abed most of the day, reading, snacking a bit, napping, and getting up only to refresh my candy cane decaffeinated green tea. I am content to lie, sit, or lounge at the drop of a hat. Some days, my pajamas are my daytime attire. I create a schedule of TV, a small dinner, games on my computer, a bit of kitchen cleanup, which I love due to the soothing feel of water running over my hands, a little more TV, and the occasional magazine for my evening. Just getting up is a radical departure for me and the cat on my lap and I postpone that as long as I can. 
You might think I wouldn't begin to tire around 9.30, but that would not be the case. There's something about laying around the house all day that creates a sense of using up energy stored just for that reason. And by that time of night, I'm beginning to feel like I need the replenishment of sleep. I am not bothered by this lack of activity, except when my hair begins to suffer from bed rest. And even then, postponement takes a front seat. Doing nothing can actually excite me, not to the extent of getting up and doing something, but more from that place of knowing I am capable of not doing that. I applaud myself on those days when I do nothing, accomplish little, or just plain don't give a damn. Indolence for a dormouse is a necessary part of their life, a way of extending their lifespan, avoiding that time of year when the change in temperature could cause it pain. Indolence for me is a learned behavior not for survival in the literal sense, but more for the survival of that part of me that loves to flip off a sense of duty to produce. I have produced a lot in my life, and I've enjoyed that. Now, I'm growing my sense of appreciation for doing less, or even not doing anything at all, in preparation for a greater sense of the openness of indolence and all it has to offer. This may, in fact, be a path to enlightenment, one I would be happy to share, that is, if I were doing anything. Indolence does not come easy. I must work to be indolent, which is an oxymoron in itself. Think about it. When have you allowed yourself to just do nothing? If you have achieved this apex of indolence, I salute you. And the next question becomes, when have you allowed yourself to do nothing and feel good about it? This has been the sticking point for me. I can have a day off, as I call it, but letting myself really enjoy doing nothing is not as easy as you might think. There seems to be a voice in the back of my head that keeps telling me I should get up and do something useful or helpful or maybe even self-indulgent. Another cookie in bed, anyone? It has taken a lot of self-discipline to overcome this voice and allow myself the indolence I have come to believe I deserve at my age. I have honed this skill of indolence for quite some time and am proud of my accomplishments in this area. I'm not as skilled as the Dormouse, but I do my best to emulate his stillness. I have come to find that doing nothing brings me opportunities that intrigue me. What do I get from doing nothing? Nothing. And that is a gift. I don't get anxiety or worry or feelings of insufficiency. I leave behind you should or why can't you. In their place, I have the languid pleasures of an open calendar and occasionally an open mind. I may not be an icon of indolence, but I do consider myself a paragon of procrastination. And that's a pretty good start. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on now that you ask podcast.com. Bye bye for now.